Get fit. Need help? You're in the loop. Hi, everyone. This is Laura for Fashionability. And today I'll be flying solo for one of our In the Loop segments. Our regular contributor, Marana Weber, isn't with me today, so I am on my own sharing one of our nutrition-focused episodes with you. Today, we're in the kitchen. I will be sharing one of my favorite healthy snack recipes with you, and you'll be cooking with me. We'll be going through the process step-by-step. I'm going to be making a quick and easy kale chips recipe for you. Yes, I said kale, as in the leafy green. It's a great alternative to a favorite, a less healthy favorite, potato chips, which I know everyone loves, and so do I. I can eat potato chips by the metric ton, and therefore kale chips make a healthier alternative than regular potato chips. So today we're going to actually make them and we're in the kitchen, and you'll go through the process with me, as I said, from beginning to end, and we'll talk about all of the details on how to make kale chips. This recipe was passed along to me by a friend of mine, and thank you very much to my friend. This is a quick and easy recipe, and I will tell you right off the bat, it is going to take longer to record this podcast than it will be for you to make the recipe, because I want to explain a number of things as I go. And even once we edit it down to post, it's still going to take longer for you to listen to this than it will be for you to actually make kale chips. So let me assure you, it is a quick and easy recipe, but I want to warn you that I'm no Martha Stewart, and I'm going to go through this process with you while starting and stopping a number of times, but hopefully by the time this is edited and posted, you'll get a great idea of the process once you listen and realize how simple it really is to make kale chips. Okay, here we go. Kale chips. Why would you want to make kale chips? Well, they are a crunchy and delicious alternative to potato chips. There's almost no calories in them, really. The only ingredients are the kale, olive oil, and whatever seasoning you want to use. In my case, I am using organic baby kale. It comes in a plastic bag. You do not have to buy organic kale, nor do you have to buy kale in a bag. Kale is available in the produce section where you buy any other leafy green, spinach, lettuce, etc. And you can buy it in another form, in bunches or as it's grown like a head of lettuce. I don't know, is it called a head of kale? I don't know. But the reason I buy it in the plastic bag is because the kale leaves have already been torn from the main part of the stem. So some of the manual labor in preparing the kale has already been done for me. However, as I said, you don't have to buy it already prepackaged. But in this case, it was very convenient to do so, so I bought this at, I believe, kale. Um, from Trader Joe's, but you can get it in the supermarket, you can get it anywhere. 
And the first thing you need to do is prepare the kale. And I can tell you that the preparation is the longest part of this process. And so I'm going to go through the preparation with you so you'll know, in case you're unfamiliar with kale, how to prepare the kale leaves. The kale itself is a leafy green, and since it's already been prepared to a certain degree, the leaves have been torn off the stems, as I mentioned, and they're just little pieces of torn leaf. They're probably about the size of, say, you know, some small pieces of potato chip. And in order to prep the kale, all you really need to do is wash it and remove the leaves from the stems that still may be remaining on the leaves. And to do this, I use a salad spinner. And if you don't know what a salad spinner is, a salad spinner is one of these indispensable kitchen gadgets that I just love. I use it to prepare all of my leafy greens. And in case you don't know what a salad spinner is, I'll do my best to describe it for you. Imagine a very large plastic bowl, like a mixing bowl, and set inside this mixing bowl is a slightly smaller colander, or sieve, as you like, and the colander part sitting in the bowl is nesting inside and it's balanced on a little fulcrum, fulcrum, a little raised nubby thing, okay, at the bottom of the bowl, so that the colander balanced on this little point will spin inside the bowl. And as a colander, it allows for water to pass through. And when you set the lid down on the salad spinner, so it comes in three pieces, the main bowl, the colander, which nestles inside, and the lid. The lid actually will catch on the colander, and as you set the lid down on top of the entire apparatus, there's either a crank on top, or in this case, there's a push button on top. And because the lid catches on the colander on the inside, as you turn the crank or press the button that causes the torque, the colander will spin inside the bowl, and the water is then thrown off. So it's a way to clean your leafy greens. So what I'm going to do first is wash the kale, which has already been dumped into the colander part of the salad spinner, and the colander is sitting inside the mixing bowl. So I'm going to turn on the water so as to wash the kale. And what you want to do is fill the bowl with as much water as will fill to cover the kale leaves and get your hands in there and really move the kale around in the water to clean off the leaves. Now, I always advocate thoroughly cleaning all of your leafy greens. Even if you buy the bagged kind of mixed salad greens, the kind that says on the package, pre-washed, I would still wash them. I mean, if you stop and think about it, leafy greens are grown, you know, in the ground, and they remain until they're ready to be harvested on the ground. And what else is on the ground? Well, all sorts of stuff. You know, there's critters that walk around, there's drainage from sprinklers or whatever they use to um, irrigate, irrigate? Yes, irrigate the fields where leafy greens are grown, and any of that runoff could have contaminants in it and all sorts of bacteria and stuff that you don't want me to describe to you in any, de in any detail. But I've had foodborne illness several times in my life, and in every instance, it's been thanks to unwashed 
leafy greens, some sort of lettuce. I ate a salad in a restaurant, unsanitary conditions, somebody didn't wash their hands, the salad wasn't washed, whatever. Yeah, not good. So be sure to thoroughly wash your leafy greens. And as you push the leafy greens around in the water, you'll notice that some of the leaves still have a bit of stem attached. You want to tear the stem off the leaves and discard the stem. There's not that many in this particular bag because they're prepared already. However, as I'm moving my hands around in the kale, I can feel that there are some pieces that still have the stem on. You want to peel the stem off because the stem pieces are actually quite a bit thicker than the leaves themselves and they won't crisp up like the leaves will as we create the chips. And also, they're a bit woody in texture and they are not delicious. So, go through your kale leaves and pull the sort of bitter, woody stems away from the leaves and just toss the stems. Okay, so, now that we have washed the kale, dumping out the excess water here, putting the colander back in the bowl, and I'm putting the lid on the salad spinner, okay? And we're going to spin dry the kale because I don't want a lot of water on the leaves. As I prepare them, I want the kale leaves dry. So as I do this, you're going to hear the colander spinning around inside my salad spinner. Okay, now I'm going to press the button and spin my kale. It's like the spin cycle of your washing machine, only I'm drying. So I take the lid off and I pull my now nice and dry. That was the water that was on the kale leaves. Now they're nice and dry. And it's time to actually put the kale leaves on a cookie sheet. So all you need to do to cook the kale chips, all you need in the way of equipment, is a cookie sheet. That's all you're going to do. I'm going to take the prepared kale leaves and bring them over to my cookie sheet. I'm going to set the phone down. And I have prepared the cookie sheet with olive oil. Now, unlike potato chips, you are not actually frying, like deep frying, the leaves. I simply used about a tablespoon of olive oil to coat the cookie sheet so that the leaves won't stick to it as I'm cooking them. You want to crisp up the leaves. You don't want to fry them. So I'm going to dump the leaves on the cookie sheet and spread them out so that they are in a thin layer. And because I have already put olive oil on the cookie sheet, it's nice and, well, I guess oily, only way to describe it, but not overly so. Again, you don't want the leaves swimming in the olive oil. You only want enough to coat the bottom of the cookie sheet. However, I do want to coat the leaves a little bit so that they are evenly 
crisped up. So what I'm actually doing is I'm actually putting a little bit of olive oil on my hands. I'm rubbing my hands together and I'm just moving the leaves around on the cookie sheet and I'm just using this couple drops, is all I put, a couple drops of olive oil. Oh, I found a stem. Peel that off. A couple of drops of olive oil on the palms of my hands. And then I'm just sort of massaging it into the kale leaves. And that's it. They're all evenly coated now with olive oil, as are my hands. And now it's ready to be seasoned. There are a couple of different things you can use to season your kale chips. Today I'm just going to use sea salt and ground pepper, but some people like to use other types of pepper, like hot peppers. I've seen sprinkles of various flavorings used on kale chips, whether that's sort of like a mango spice kind of seasoning, whether it's Parmesan cheese, I've tried that and that's actually delicious. So I'm just going to add my pepper. That's my pepper grinder. And I have some sea salt. And you only want to season to taste. So keep your eye out for how much seasoning you're adding. Sprinkling salt all over my kale chips. I don't use a lot of either. You may want to start out with a little less and make for your next batch a more intensely seasoned version if the first, first version comes out as a failure. Always have a plan B. Okay, so all we've done is we've put olive oil as a light coating on a cookie sheet. We've put a couple of drops on our hands and massaged the olive oil into the kale chips just to coat them evenly. We've added some sea salt and ground pepper to season. And now it's time to fire up the oven. So I cook these at 350 degrees. You may want to be aware of whether or not your oven cooks hotter or cooler. You may want to start at 375 so as to ensure the kale chips crisp up. But I am going to await my oven to reach temperature. It will beep at me when it reaches 350 degrees, when it's fully preheated. And I will slip the cookie sheet in and they'll cook for 10 minutes until I check them to determine whether or not they're completely crispy. So because it's a delicate leafy green, I wouldn't overcook these if I were you. It doesn't take much to burn them, so it's better to check on them multiple times to check their progress rather than overcook them to the point of being, well, ash on your cookie sheet. So I will be back momentarily after they've been in 10 minutes We'll pull them out, check them, and see if they're done. Ten minutes has elapsed, and it's time to check on our kale leaves. So I'm going to pull the cookie sheet out of the oven. 
And the first thing I'm going to do is I'm going to give the cookie sheet a little shake. Do you hear anything? No, neither do I. Nope, I hear nothing. What that tells me is my kale chips are not yet crispy. So what you do is you take a fork or a spatula, or if you're really brave, you can just use your fingertips, and just move the kale leaves around on the cookie sheet a little bit. They sort of sound a little crispy. But I can feel that some of them are still a little limp. They're not fully crispy yet. And the ones that are still a little bit limp are a little bit damp, and they're sticking a little bit to the cookie sheet. They're not freely moving around. So I'm using the fork to just sort of push them around to release them if any of the moisture has them clinging to the cookie sheet. We want them to move around so they can get crispy all around. And they're gonna go back in the oven for another few minutes. And once again, I'll be back. It's time to pull our little crispy kale chips out of the oven. Now, listen to this. This time when I shake the cookie sheet, you can hear them moving around on it. So you know they are in fact done. Close the oven door here. Oops. Oh, the wire for the headset just got caught in the oven. Charming. Okay, so now that you have pulled your kale chips out of the oven, let me tell you what you can expect. They are crispy, as I said. They're crispy like potato chips, but they look nothing like potato chips. First of all, they're not thick or as heavy as slices of potato, so I would say that these are really the texture of, they're almost like crumbled up tissue paper, if that makes any sense. They're much more delicate than a potato chip would be, and they've shrunk quite a bit because they've curled up with the cooking process. So while when you first put the kale leaves onto the cookie sheet, and put it in the oven, what comes out has shrunk considerably. So what may have seemed like a ton of kale leaves going in seems substantially less so when you pull it out. Because all of the kale chips now on this cookie sheet can fit in a little bowl if I were to pull them out and dump them into a little bowl. And you could easily eat the entire contents of this cookie sheet. And again, why would you want to make kale chips instead of eating regular potato chips? Well, if you are mindful of a healthy diet, there are a couple of reasons why you might choose this as an alternative. Number one, there is some nutritional content in kale. It is nutritionally dense. There are antioxidants as well as phytonutrients in kale that are beneficial. And one of the best benefits of all, in my opinion, is that you know what's in this. All that's in it is kale leaves, a little bit of olive oil, salt and pepper. That's all. If you want to add the Parmesan cheese, as I said, if you want to add the, pop, the hot peppers, if you want to add some other sort of 
seasoning or garnish to it, you certainly could, but the basic caloric content of this is going to be really in the olive oil because the kale leaves have almost no calories, really very few. So you can eat quite a bit of this, and if you haven't put on too much salt, then it's not adverse dietarily with regard to intake. So I hope you have enjoyed my little presentation on how to make kale chips. Again, we just bought a bag of organic baby kale leaves. We washed them thoroughly. We dried them in my salad spinner. We lightly coated a cookie sheet with olive oil. We put a few drops on our hands and massaged the oil onto the leaves. We added salt and pepper to taste. We baked it in the oven at 350 degrees for 10 minutes the first go-round, checked, realized that they hadn't quite crisped up yet, put them back in the oven for another about five minutes or so. Your cooking time may vary. And when we pulled them out, we had a cookie sheet full of crispy, delicious, yum, salty, healthful snacks. Okay? So if you have any questions, feel free to write. Please write in the loop, kale chips or something along those lines, on the subject line, and send an email to fashionabilitychannel at gmail.com, and I will be happy to answer any questions for you. So now, even though our regular contributor, Marana Weber, isn't with me, I will say on her behalf, you are now in the loop. Thanks, everyone.